0: Hello, everybody. This is David opposing a Matrix. How are you today? I'm going to look around and make sure it looks, appears that everything's working right. I've had a series of uh, funny things happening, folks, when I'm trying to get a radio show going. I, um, I'm i able to share a screen, but as I've mentioned before, what I have to do is I have to click a little checkbox for every video I'm going to show. And, boy, if I miss one, you guys get 15, 20 minutes of picture but no no uh sound and uh that's not good and and what this thing's been doing lately is uh when i've been getting out of a window it's been taking me away too (laughs) um so i i don't know it's it's a comedy of errors i guess although it's not that funny especially when you have to do a show all over again which um, which fortunately we're not doing tonight we're doing something new and um You know, we've been concentrating for the most part on stuff that's going on in the United States and around the world what the New World Order is doing, uh, Klaus Schwab, what he's up to. Uh, Incidentally, I don't know if you've heard the reports and I don't know how true they are. So I'm going to start right out by saying, you know, don't take me at face value. Let's check into this because I haven't even found the truth yet. But there's a, a rumor that's going around that Klaus Schwab had a second heart attack and nobody's seen him in the last few days. Um, but you know, life isn't that good, right? Um, <clears throat> he'll, he'll show up again and, and stuff like that and continue running the new world order, the world economic forum and, and, uh, continue to lead us into the time that the Bible shares with us in the revelation. Um, so anyway, <laughs> I don't mean to have a Debbie Downer or David Downer kind of, uh, attitude about it. But, you know, it's its like this world is meant to go to hell now. And, and you know, we just have to keep on keeping on, so to speak, like the song used to say. Um, keep enduring till the end is what uh, Yeshua told us to do. He that endures to the end will be saved. All right. All right. I'm going to get this hat straight sooner or later. Uh, I've come to the conclusion that maybe it's my head. It's not the hats. The head, my head's a little i almost said warped um my head's a little off kilter or something i don't know um and i'm not going to be a um a freudian and blame it on my mother either so um anyway so what's going on in the world my goodness uh the ukraine thing's kind of quieted down a little bit if you've noticed the press isn't really um keeping up with it Uh, i heard the other day that uh Trump said he'd like to get rid of the Constitution, but now I'm reading that Trump never said that. So that's another lie coming from the left. Um, And uh, let's see, what else is going on? Um, uh, We're going to be getting a new uh, House of Representatives, a Republican this time. And and the Senate, I think, is going to have a little more uh, Republican voice in it. So that's good. Um, not that that does anything. It's these these guys are impotent anymore. You know, it's uh, the the new world order's kicked in. The world economic forums kicked in, and uh, their wishes are going to be uh, the the command of uh, those who lead the um, lead us in the world. Sorry, I got uh, people making noise outside, and the dogs are getting all upset about it. So I have to be on the ready uh, to quiet them down, and you you'll know if they go off. Um, <clears throat> so anyway, I'm taking a little break from the whole, um, visible new world order stuff, uh, to some of the behind the scenes, new world order stuff, stuff that, you know, may, you may not have considered, or you put on the back burner. Like a lot of people have, uh, what I want to look at tonight is, um, well, Yeshua told us in scripture that uh, there's going to be a lot of prophets or false prophets and um, false Christs at the end of the, the age. And boy, I tell you, they're all over the place. You don't even have to look for them anymore. They're popping out of the woodwork. They're like blackheads on somebody's nose. You know, it's <laughs> becoming very obvious. Um, and um, it's, uh I, I'd like to go into two of them, but there's a host of others. <clears throat> and I, when I, Joe Jordan and I spoke in Roswell in 2008. We presented a, um, oh, uh, uh, a, not a PDF, a uh, <laughs> uh, a lecture. Let's just say we had a lecture down there, and it was at the Military Academy down in um, down in Roswell. Nice auditorium, really nice, actually. It's you can tell the Military Academy's been there a while because the uh, you know it's the uh, the place is uh, it, it takes on the air of old, you know and um so we were kind of last uh we, we were there on sunday sunday was the last day and there was maybe two speakers after us but uh david flynn was after us i i do believe yeah so that and then there was one other i do believe maybe i'm wrong okay but i do remember david flynn and us being in the afternoon on sunday we were right after lunch and i do remember sitting with dave flynn and um we went to mcdonald's together he joe and i and uh it might've been no, it was me, uh, Jim Wilhelmson and, uh, David. And, and we sat in, in, um, McDonald's, <clears throat> uh, don't mind the clock, please. Um, we sat in McDonald's and we had a, a nice talk and David admitted that he was nervous and he didn't really like it get up, getting up in front of people and talking that much, you know? And, uh, what a brain that man had, what a brain. Um, and it figures that the enemy would pick a glioblastoma to take him out, you know, but, um, <clears throat> anyway, uh, yeah, we all miss Dave, even, even today, you know, I think about him quite a bit. And, uh, if you haven't read any of his books, oh my goodness, you got to read them. They're incredible. The one, the uh, Sidonia, uh, the Chronicles of Mars, uh, you have to read two or three times. It's so complex and in depth. It's, I tried reading it on an airplane uh, once going across country and um, I got maybe uh, let's see I was a six hour flight. I might have gotten a chapter read because I had to go in and read the chapter over again and over again and over again. In order to comprehend it it was it was <clears throat> kind of almost like long-haired stuff but David uh, Flynn had a way of putting things into into perspective to where you know simpler people could understand what he was trying to convey. And, uh, yeah, God, we all miss him. And, uh, and, and we feel for his brother Mark and we uh, pray for his brother Mark because, uh, we don't want his brother Mark to suffer the same thing. Um, I don't think that would happen, but hey, they're twins. So, um, <clears throat> anyway, <clears throat> getting away from that, they don't want to get all morose and everything. So, David was talking about how he didn't like to get up. Well, Joe and I, uh, we we got up there and we were talking. What we uh, the night before, actually the night that we got to Roswell, I, I prepared a P or a, not a PDF, a, a slide presentation. Um, here, I just got to hover over this so I can get this right. Uh, I was a publisher, the um, Adobe publish no Microsoft Publisher um, slide presentation, and um, it was a miracle that night because everything just went right together and to produce a whole, you know, hour and a half slide presentation in just a few hours that was that was phenomenal it really was. Uh my fingers were just typing like there was no tomorrow and uh the the thoughts were just flowing off out of my head and onto the screen. It was it was something else, it really was. And we prayed a lot about that because we knew the forces we were going to come up against that next day or on Sunday. Um so we we presented it on sunday and what we presented was uh, almost like putting the aliens on trial um making them the defendants and making us the prosecutors and making everybody that was there and also anybody that watched it later on making them the judge and jury because they they can make the decisions about if the aliens were right or not and then and then cast judgment on them okay so that makes them the jury and the judge, which was kind of neat, actually, I thought. Anyway, so we did the uh, the presentation. By the way, if you want to look at that uh, slide presentation, go to delusionresistance.org. That's my, my original website. And um, scroll down the page, probably about halfway down, there's a little thing that says, you know, look at the um, 2008 um, slide presentation from Roswell. So you could do that. And and I'm I do not know if you go to Joe's site, he's probably got it on on um video somewhere. Um he put it on video and uh anyway. So <clears throat> we we did our thing and uh they didn't like us too much. Uh you could tell that they were really, really upset with us, uh Peter Robbins and some of the other people that were there that were, you know, the hardcore UFO um his historical historical people. I think even um, Richard Dolan was there too. And uh, well, anyway, at the end of the the thing, um, it, um, Peter Robbins said to me, he says, you know, he says, uh, you, you did a lot, you know, you, you, you presented from a lot of the UFO uh, historians and stuff about how they said these things are demonic. He says, but for everything that you presented, I could present 10 things that kind of throws your, your thing right out of the ballpark, park, you know, it, it, casts it down to the ground so we can step on it. He didn't say that, but that's what he was conveying anyway. Um, and I looked at him and, you know, cause I was, I know I'm like Dave Flynn. I don't like speaking in front of crowds. I hate it as a matter of fact, but it's something that needed to be done and I had to do it. So <clears throat> inside, while, while Peter was talking, um, I was praying. I was, like, oh Lord, you know, <laughs> put that Holy Spirit in me right now, so I can answer this question. You know, give me the divine revelation <laughs> or something. You know, and it was real simple. I, I when he was done, I looked at him. I said, "Yeah, Peter, that's true. What you said is true, but." You know, those other things that you could present to everybody to refute what I had to say have been said for 50, 60 years, you know. And I said, but the stuff that we brought has never been brought out into the light, into the public. And I said, now everybody's got both sides of the story. They got both sides of the coin, so to speak. And and I said, and people can make judgments for themselves. And he he goes, well, yeah, I guess you're right. (laughs) And he sat down. And that was that was amazing, actually, that, you know, that Peter sat down and and just allowed us to answer a few more questions. I think um, Farah Yozadu spoke uh, that afternoon, too. But uh, anyway, I digress. Um, So anyway, uh, we were we had to reveal the aliens for what they were. But, you know, a lot of these people, um, they receive communications. It's called channeling from supposed alien beings. (laughs) Uh, The here's the quotation things. Um, And it's a lot of, pardon my French. It's a lot of crap. Okay. Because you could see, right. if, If you have any discernment whatsoever, you could take what they say in the first paragraph and, and in the third paragraph and see that the third paragraph kind of refutes the first paragraph or makes the first paragraph sound like crap. It's, it's amazing, and and when they use scripture, they totally take it out of context. And um, if you know your Bible, I mean, you have to know your Bible in order to know. You have to know the original in order to know what the counterfeit looks like, you know. And um, and we'll look at what they have to say, and I'll point out a couple of things too. Um, but so we only uh, addressed uh, the the aliens in a broad sense, but the two groups were the the Raelians and, um, the Ashtar command. Okay. Now when I was younger, I read a book by the Ashtar command. I was born again. I knew Yeshua or it was at the beginning of my my knowing Yeshua. And, um, if, if a person was, um, a very young believer or not a believer at all, and, but had a little bit of knowledge of scripture, uh, very little knowledge and very little knowledge of where scripture originates. Um, they could take that what's written in, um, the book that I'm going to tell you about here. Uh, when we look at there this, the next slide actually, um, and we'll be able to look at that and you'll see that, um, that it's, it's horse hockey. Okay. It really is. So, um, I guess maybe we should just get into that. Okay. But, uh, and then so we're going to do that, and then we're going to get into the Raelians. So we'll get into the railians and, and the, um, the Ashtar command at first, and then we'll go into the railians because it's, the funny thing is that <clears throat> the Raelians used to have a whole bunch of things online, and that's spelled R A E L, okay, and then I A N S for Raelians. Um, they used to have a whole bunch of stuff, uh, online, um, but, uh, the Ashtar Command Federation, um, doesn't have that much anymore online. Uh, so if you go to look up the rail, uh, excuse me, Ashtar Command, there is now a band called the Ashtar Command. Um, <laughs> I haven't listened to any of their stuff and I, I, I'm not going to, because I, I don't know. I don't know if, if they deal with, uh, the extraterrestrials or not, but the fact that they're calling themselves after Ashtar and you'll find out who Ashtar is, um, just is, is stupid, and I don't have anything to do with it, but it kind of commandeers or commands the whole search engine now when you go to look for the the um, Ashtar uh, star command or whatever it's called. So what I want to do then is uh, let's go into here. I'm going to show this on the screen and then go to it. <clears throat> All right. Oh, right. I'm going to have to scroll. Okay. All right. Well, this was, goes to tell about how me and Joe went down and spoke down in Roswell and how I compiled the slide presentation uh, PDF. Uh, I made it into a PDF for the website here. And um, like it, it caused quite a stir down in Roswell. Uh, so much so, folks, that um, a couple or three days after everything was finished, a lot of these um, bigwigs of the UFO cult, uh, approached the city council down in Roswell and complained to them about us. And uh, Joe called me one day and told me that he had heard that at the council meeting, uh, the, um, the UFO cult had said that they never want us to speak at in Roswell again. And if we ever did, that they would just change their plane fare and ca- cash in their plane fare and not come to Roswell. And if you understand what this does for Roswell every month or every year, it's always on the July 4th weekend, either before, during, or after July 4th, uh, depending on when July 4th fa- falls. But uh, it's Roswell basically doubles in size at that time. So I think there's like 60,000 people in Roswell that dwell there. So there's about 120,000 people in Roswell at the time. The hotels are all full. Matter of fact, you have to like call a year ahead of time in order to get a hotel room there for that time. Um, if you ever do go, the Best Western down there we found was the best place to stay at. It's expensive, but you know all the amenities were there. And and if you were <clears throat> there for the uh, for the show, not the show, <laughs> if you were there for the the talk, uh, then a lot of times breakfast was free, and they had a really good breakfast there—biscuits B- and gravy and and all the, all the trimmings and everything. Oh my goodness, I'm getting hungry just thinking about it. Okay anyway so in this presentation I it was called the unwanted piece of the puzzle that was Joe came up with that um that's his uh, logo that he made for it okay um and we're going to talk about alien abduction and that the people that heard the presentation were basically a judge and a jury and it showed the three basic types of uh of um aliens <laughs> I apologize for the insectoid, but I couldn't find any good pictures of the insectoid. So I had to use one that was, uh, you know, we call it kind of like an avatar. <laughs> um, and then you had the Nordics and the reptilians and the greys. Okay. So then we went into the whole thing and, um, okay. I want to show you this book. Okay. I want you to look at the cover here. Okay. Now, if you look at this cover, this is the this is the back cover, I do believe, of the book. If you look at the front cover, the continent is re- continents are reversed. So Australia is over to on the left side, United you know, North and South America are over to the right side, and it's really weird because it shows people being sucked into um, into a UFO, uh, basically one that looks just like this up here, but what happens is the the way only way the continents would look like they do uh, would be as if you were inside the earth looking out. I, I don't know if how we able to explain it, but if you were inside the earth looking up at the continents, they would be displayed as they are on the front cover and they would look normal. Like we see them today. And so the, that the UFO was pulling them out. It, it almost gives the appearance that the UFO is in hell and it's pulling people towards hell. So, um, yeah, it was, it was pretty interesting. And I wish I would have put a front cover on there, but I didn't, but you can see this was predicted to occur by the year 2000. And what the Ashtar command was saying is that, uh, people were going to be evacuated from the earth because a lot of bad things are going to happen on earth. And, and it said about the, uh, there are those meaning Christians that will be taken to another place for a brief time. And, and, you know, to explain what christians call the rapture it's called the harpazo in greek and it means the snatching away um <clears throat> okay so i went into talking about um the different uh the things that the aliens claim <laughs> they they claim that and this is going to be talked about tonight that they they produced or made jesus moses buddha uh muhammad and other religious leaders that it was either really them or that um that they manufactured, uh, through DNA changes and stuff in order to get them to uh, be a a little more realistic when, like men, when they were talking to them. So uh, talking to the earthlings or whatever, sorry, folks, I got a little frog in my throat. Um, see they will teach all that the earth will be destroyed if they can't change mankind. Uh, they teach that they're advanced technologically and spiritually. And they teach that they are corporeal beings, meaning flesh and blood, and that they reside in other star systems. And we went on to talk about how um, they uh, they always claim to be from Mars and Venus and stuff until we could send probes there. And then all of a sudden they had moved you know, to Orion and stuff like that. Just far enough to where we can't be- check the validity of their claims, so to speak. Um <clears throat> And uh, went into quotes by people like Jacques Vallée, um, who who said that these things are, uh, let's see, he says, we're dealing with a yet unrecognized level of consciousness, independent of man, but closely linked to the earth. That's interesting. I do not believe anymore that UFOs are simply spacecraft of some race of extraterrestrial visitors. This notion is too simplistic to explain their appearance, the frequency of their manifestations throughout recorded history, and the structure of the information exchanged with them during contact. And then he talks about how he thinks they're interdimensional or transdimensional. Uh, He has to say that because scientists really can't say uh, demonic, but (laughs) Jacques Vallée didn't really care what people thought, and uh, here... Uh, The medical examinations to which the abductees are said to be subjected, often accompanied by sadistic sexual manipulation, is reminiscent of the medieval tales of encounters with demons. It makes no sense in a sophisticated or technical or biological framework. Any intelligent being equipped with scientific marvels that the UFOs possess would be in a position to achieve any of these alleged scientific objectives in shorter time with fewer risks. In other words, they could have attained could have abducted five or six people and got all the DNA information that they needed, but they didn't. And they kept going. Um, and we, and I did citations of course, and you could, you could read this whole thing. Um, uh, I like Valet. I like Jacques, Jacques Valet. He's, uh, he's got guts. Okay. He doesn't care what people think about him because he's achieved a higher status and, you know, it's, you know, even if you did pull them down, you'd pull them down. They'd still be higher than most of the people out there. Um, let's see. An impressive parallel could be made between UFO occupants and a popular conception of demons. Okay. So he goes on and talks about that. And then there's J. Allen Hynek, who talks about stuff. And I'm sorry I'm rushing through this, but we've only got so much time tonight. Uh, again, testimony of uh, Raymond Fowler, uh, testimony of Ivor McKay. And where I couldn't find a picture of the person, I put the country, the uh, the flag of the country that they come from. Uh, Lynn Cato, very interesting lady. Okay, uh, Dr. Pierre Guerin. Okay, okay. And then we got uh, John Keel and Brad Steiger. Uh, Ronald D. Story. All these people are very instrumental in the foundation of the UFO cult um testimony uh David Stubble and William McNeese okay and uh Farazoda Yordozu excuse me Yordozu Yordozu okay anyway look at the picture and you'll know who she is she's probably a little older than this picture now cuz this was 2008 um which was what 14 years ago and this is probably she was probably younger in this picture than then than when I met her nice lady though. Um, it goes on to talk, talk about her, uh, Whitley Strieber, when he describes his, uh, encounters with the, with the uh, UFO knots and, uh, okay. Um, let's see. And then we go into more evidence and, uh, spiritual wickedness, uh, the scripture here that talks about them that proves that they're demonic. um, Let's see, and it quotes from Adolf Hitler about you can lie to people. The more you lie, the more they believe it. Okay, we're going to get to there, folks. I'm, I'm working on it pretty quickly here. Um, <clears throat> let's see. All right, so the answer is, okay, talking about Yeshua's accounts with um with demons, which you know you could you could say were alien, alien in nature. Um, okay, okay, here we go. Ashtar proves that there is nothing new under the sun. Okay, and um, let's let's look at this uh, scripture above here real quick. Okay, uh, that's what that which has been is what will be, that which is done is what will be done. And there is nothing new under the sun. You've probably heard that said millions of times, If you're, especially if you're my age. Um, is there anything of which it may be said? See, this is new. It has already been in ancient times before us. There is no remembrance of former things, nor will there be any remembrance of things that are to come by those who will come after. It's referring to the flood here. A lot of stuff was done before the flood. And the things that were done before the flood, incidentally, are things that God really hates. Yahweh really hates. Um, And he really comes down on those things. And uh, because I think it grieves him that mankind's doing it again. And that basically mankind doesn't care. Okay, anyway, let's go into this. Ashtar proves that there's nothing new under the sun. The Ashtar Command. Now, this is what Ashtar Command says, okay? All right, here we go. The Ashtar commands are humans from other worlds of God's creation. That is extraterrestrial beings of here. Okay. What I didn't go through here. Here. I I have to back up. Okay. Because there's something very, um, very crucial to, um, to what I have to present to you. Um, Let's see. Okay, okay, here we go. All right, let's start. Okay, let's start here. Now, as he sat on the Mount of Olives, and this is Matthew 24, verses 3 through 5. It's crucial that we read this because it's it really plays a key in what we're going to talk about tonight. Uh, now, as he sat on the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him privately saying, Tell us, when will these things be? And what will be the sign of your coming and the end of the age? And Jesus, or Yeshua, answered and said to them, Take heed that no one deceives you. All right, now that's the capstone of the whole conversation. Okay, let's continue. For many will come in my name, saying, I am the Christ, and will deceive many. Now, you could take that two ways. You could take that to mean many will come in, saying that they're me, that they are the Christ. Or you could say that many will come in his name, in other words, people that say they represent him and say that he's a Christ, the Christ, but they'll deceive many. Okay, how many pastors and churches do we see falling away nowadays? Man, if the great falling away is ever going to happen, it's happening right now. Okay, Uh, scriptures being fulfilled as I speak. And he said, Take heed that ye be not deceived, for many will come in my name, saying, I am he, and the time is drawn near. Therefore, do not go after them. And that's in Luke 24, verse 8. For then there should be great tribulation, such as has not been since the beginning of the world until this time, no, nor even shall be. In other words, it won't happen afterwards like this. And unless those days were shortened, no flesh would be saved. But for the elect's sake, those days will be shortened. That if anyone says to you, look here, he is in the here is the Christ, or there, do not believe. For false Christs and false prophets will rise and show great signs and wonders to deceive, if possible, even the elect. See, I have told you beforehand. Now I want to I want to submit something to you. Okay. All right. Uh, and unless those days were shortened, no flesh would be saved. But for the elect of the sake, elect's sake, those days will be shortened. Now, I'm not going to go in the whole diatribe about God stopping time. Okay, I've done that plenty of times, and if you haven't heard it, <laughs> I'll save it for another broadcast. And but um, so He's going to shorten days so that all no flesh, uh, so that flesh will be preserved because if he didn't, no flesh would be saved. Now, we're talking about a day and age. I always thought that this would be um, uh, human beings, uh, righteous human beings, w- w- that they would be saved. And and it's probably the case, okay? But think about this. What if, um, with what's happening with transhumanism uh, and everything and wanting to meld folks into uh, machines or with machines and Yuval Harari saying that um, humans are hackable, and that uh, they they can they, they'll be able to merge us, with, you know, again with machines or computers, and that if we die, they'll be able to take our consciousness and putting it into something else. I shouldn't say our, but the consciousness of people. Um, that would make them not human anymore, especially if uh, the genetics were changed and. Uh, Something happened the last few years that um, people are saying that maybe changes the uh, DNA of people. Who knows? I don't know. I'm not going to make that claim, and I'm not even going to approach it. Um, But uh, if people aren't human beings anymore, then technically they're not flesh to be saved. Okay, just something to think about. Okay. I don't think it's because of the shots. I think it's going to be because of melding us with with machines, although uh, DNA change will have to take place for people not to be humans anymore. Okay. Um, and then Paul goes and says, but if we, even if we or an angel from heaven preach any other gospel to you, than we, that we have preached to you, let him be accursed. Well, I don't want that to happen. Uh, now, no wonder for, here's a scripture here. Second Corinthians 11, 14, very crucial to what we're to talking about today. And no wonder, for Satan himself transforms himself into an angel of light. Now, if you look at that light, it's the word "phos," um, a heavenly light such as surrounds angels when they appear on earth. Now, this is that's a definition from um, from the concordance, um, and and also from um, I can't remember the kind of book it is anymore, but it takes Hebrew words and tells you what they mean. Um, <clears throat> And I'm sure somebody will write to me and tell me. Uh, take note that um, this is where we get the word that the it's a root word for phosphorescence. And uh, many UFO eyewitnesses have claimed that they've observed uh, the UFOs had a phosphorescent glow. And they also claim that UFOs or excuse me, that uh, aliens have a phosphorescent glow. And if you were to look into the history of uh, mankind before the flood, in some accounts, it talks about um The sons of Adam, how as time progressed, they lost their phosphorescent glow. And another note uh, Lucifer means a light bearer. Okay. And um, Yahweh makes a proclamation against Lucifer um, in, I think it's Isaiah. Let's see. Yeah, it's Isaiah 13, uh, 1 through 17. He says, How thou are are fallen, O Lucifer, son of the morning. How are you, how you are cut down to the ground? You who weaken the nations, for you have said in your heart, this, this is called the five wills of Satan, the five I wills. Um, I will ascend to heaven. Remember, he's been kicked out. I will exalt my throne above the stars. I will also sit on the mount of congregation on the farthest sides of the north. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be like the most high. Those are the five I wills of Satan, the things he aspires to do. Okay. Um, and, uh, Yahweh continues yet. You shall be brought down to Sheol. Sheol used to be, a, um, <laughs> like a holding chamber. It had two compartments. It had, uh, paradise and it had, uh, torments. Okay. Paradise went to heaven when Yeshua rose from the dead and took, uh, the captives captive with him. Um, uh, but, uh, torment still is there. It's what we constantly, commonly known as hell. Okay. To the lowest depths of the pit, those who see you will gaze at you and consider you saying, is this the man who made the earth tremble, who shook the kingdoms, who made the world as a wilderness and destroyed its cities, who did not open the house of his prisoners? Okay. Notice they call him a man. He's going to be He's going to have the same stature as you and me, and he's going to be totally disrobed of his any glory that he might have. Okay, and we we'll go into why do all these aliens? Okay, uh, proven that the, um, that demons and aliens both fear Jesus or Yeshua, and uh, because he's the same person. And um, there's a scripture here. Uh, It's in, again, in Isaiah 9, uh, verse 6 and 7. Very interesting, and it pretty well sums up who Yeshua is, okay? For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulder, and and his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Uh, Everlasting Father means the father of eternity or in other words um it's basically to me it's proclaiming the um that he um by raising, rising from the dead uh created um that possibility for all the people that call upon his name so he's the father of eternity okay of the increase of his government and peace there will be no end upon the throne of david and over his kingdom in order to order it and establish it with judgment and justice from that time forward, even forever, the seal of the Lord of hosts will perform this again, Isaiah nine, six through seven. And if we look at those, here we go again, uh, the meanings of those words, a uh, wonderful is Pele. It means something wonderful, admirable, a miracle of God. Counselor means ca- basically it's the word yaats. It means um, counsel or to give counsel. Mighty God is uh, Al Gibor, uh, God, the One True God, Jehovah, and str- m- plus strong and mighty, everlasting Father, perpetu is uh, the word Adab, perpetuity, forever, continuing future. Here we go, continuing future for us, um, ancient of past times, forever, a future time, of continuous existence, plus of God as Father. Okay. And we're not going to get into the whole Trinity thing, okay? But um, I do believe in the Trinity. So, um, anyway, we can have a show on that some night. Uh, preferably when Brian's with us because he's like super scripture man. Um, and Prince of Peace is Sar Shalom. It means a ru- uh, ruler of rulers um, of God uh, plus peace from war and or peace with God, especially in covenant relationship. And that's what Yeshua gave to us. He gave us a covenant relationship with Yahweh. We're, we're not practicing religion, but we're practicing relationship. It's kind of cool to have a relationship with the God that created the whole universe and lives outside of time and space. Okay, I'm going to go down here. And let's see. All right. We just got to continue here. And it talks about all Yeshua's encounters with demons. Okay. Okay. Ashtar command proves that there's nothing new under the sun. Now we're going to get to see how this corresponds with the angel of light. The Ashtar command are humans from other worlds of God's creation. Extraterrestrial beings of light. That exists on higher dimensions of spiritual life. Boy, that sure sounds like a fallen spiritual angel to me. Uh, They're of the original Adam Kadmon blueprint. Um, have you ever seen that? It's um, supposedly, I always thought it was uh, drawn by Leonardo da Vinci, but actually, I guess it's Adam Kadmon. But it's got a picture of a man. He's got kind of longer hair, it's kind on of like a yellowed paper. Um, He's got his arms stretched out. and His legs kind of spread and stretched out. And and there's a circle drawn around. Anyway, that's the Adam Cadman blueprint. Um, And that is perfected humans that vibrate to the Christ vibration and are part of the collective Christ. Okay. This is important. The collective Christ, because if you walk up to one of these people and say, do you know Jesus? They're going to go, yes, we know Jesus. He's the collective Christ. And meaning that he's he's the universal Jesus he's he's some freak show that is in a UFO that claims to be Jesus and is uh, you know, you know what I'm trying to say anyway they call him they call him Lord Sonata um, okay the Ashtar command Galactic command intergalactic command the ascended masters of light there we go with the light again comma the angels of light. And counsels of light serving mother, father, creator, source, and divine plan. Okay. So, how many times here is it mentioned light? And we go back to that scripture for even Satan himself can transform himself into an angel of light. Boy, this is condemning right there. And if you want to ask, Ashtar is in the Bible, okay, in the Old Testament, or what we call the Tanakh. Um, And it's uh, in Judges 2.13. It says, And they forsook the Lord and served Baal and Ashtaroth. Ashtaroth. Um, And that makes it plural because Ashtar would be singular and something with oath behind it um, is is plural. So uh, Ashtar has been around for a long time. He's Ashtar in the Moabite. Ashtart. And can, 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 can he, um, <laughs> Canadian, sorry, Canadian folks. Um, Canaan, Ishtar in Babylonia, okay? And it's where we get the word Easter from. All right. Ashtar is an interdimensional being from another galaxy. This is their words, not mine. Uh, he is here on our behalf to help us in our ascension And spiritual evolution, that is the whole thing right there, folks, spiritual evolution. Okay. They want to elevate or mankind to elevate so that we can be like them, them being the fallen angels. He is working in conjunction with Sonata, Jesus, and the archangel Michael. (laughs) Okay. I'm sorry. Um and, and when you look at everything, and you can see why this group is everything they've said has failed. <laughs> um, it's just, it's funny to me. I'm sorry. Um, he is our shepherd looking over his flock with much love and tenderness. And that source was um, uh, http colon forward slash forward slash dot 2net forward slash index b2. HTML. Now, like like I said, this stuff is hard to find, so that may not be a valid URL anymore. Okay, and we got some pictures here. You can see he's got this kind of um, uh, (laughs) '60s uh, cultish look here. Um, Then here, and he's always seems to be blonde, and he always tries to cast himself as being Jesus. Okay. Now, let's look at the Raelians, okay? Um, then we'll get into a little look about who the Raelians are, where they came from, and everything else. human They claim that human scientists from another planet created all life on Earth using DNA. All right, there we go with the DNA again. Traces of this epic masterpiece of creation can be found in all religious writings and traditions. It is to them that Moses... Jesus, Buddha, and Muhammad referred. It is now time to welcome them. Boy, does that sound like what we read before? And look what their symbol was. It was a Star David or a Megan David with a Nazi. They'll they'll say it wasn't Nazi. It was uh, Hindu, but uh, it's got a a swastika in the side. of Star David. Um, How many, how this would make any person in Auschwitz before they were killed, cringe, that the symbol for Nazism who tried to destroy the, the uh, Hebrew race um, is placed in a star of David. It's man, it's the ultimate slap in the face. Okay. On the 13th of December, 1973, French journalist Rael was contacted by a visitor from another planet <laughs> and asked to establish an embassy to welcome these people back to earth. And you're not going to believe where they want to put the embassy. All right. Three guesses, the first two are wrong. No, that's not it. Uh uh-uh, uh, that's not it. You said Jerusalem. Yep, you got it. He told Rael, We were the ones who designed all life on earth. You mistook us for gods. We were the original of your ma- we were the origin of your main religions. Now that you are mature enough to understand this or debase enough, I would put in there. We would like to enter official contact through an embassy. And there's a picture of uh, Claude Maurice Marcel Verlon, aka Raël. Okay, and if you look at some of the messages that they that you get from these people, um, the aliens that is who uh, channel through some of these people, they preach a New Age gospel. Mankind can attain godhood, according to them. They encourage the doing away with biblical truths. If the Bible's true, then the Hindu holy book cannot be true, nor can the Muslim holy book be true. So they have to erase that, okay? Okay, there is no sin or need for atonement. It's the same old crap you all the time. Uh, Jesus did not die on the cross for the atonement of sin. Jesus' resurrection was an alien intervention. Oh, that's a wonderful one. Uh, Jesus was just an, another ascended master, half human and half alien. Well, that's what the uh, raelians just said up there. Uh, they teach reincarnation and karma. Uh, scripture says that you live once and then there's the judgment. There is no reincarnation. <laughs> okay. Number four, they teach moral relativism. Everyone has their own truth. Ken Hovine did a really good thing on this. He was talking about about this. Ken Hobine used to call himself um Dr. Dino, and he was he he talked about dinosaurs and and conditions on earth before the flood and everything. Uh his his DVDs, if you can get a hold of them, are really good. Um and uh he said he was in a debate with uh some college student, I guess had called him out from the audience and And said, uh, you know, oh, there is no, there is no truth. Every, you know, every man's truth is his own truth. And, and uh, Ken Hovind said, that's good. I want you to stay after the talk. I want to, I want to do something. And he goes, well, what do you want to do? He says, I'm going to go out to my car, get my gun and shoot you and kill you. You can't do that. That's against the law. Ken Hovind said, yeah, but that's my truth. That's my relative, relative truth. And that's what I'm going to do. He explained to the kid that he was just using it as a, um, as a lesson, the teaching mechanism. Um, And I think it was a darn good one, actually. (laughs) Um, They teach pantheism. Nature is God and God is nature. And they teach ecumenism. They teach one world government. Gee, World Economic Forum, huh? And they teach one world religion. If you read some of the, the World Economic Forum stuff, they're for that. They're for making a one world religion. And it's nothing like you and I have ever experienced, Pilgrim. Um, Extraterrestrials embrace the doctrine of every world religion except for the two that have foundations in the Bible, which are Judaism and Christianity. Okay, we're not going to go into that. That's another show for another day. Okay, so anyway, you got kind of a little bit of a lesson about who these things are. Um, what they're about in the whole nine yards especially the two movements that we're going and we're going to go into a bunch of other movements too okay this may not be a, just an hour show it might go a little over so what i would like to do now if, if we could is to get out of this and go to here good it didn't knock me off i'm still here good all right let's go in and, and le- learn a little about rail okay Sorry, my my speech is a little strange tonight. It's uh, my mouth is dry and stuff, so it's kind of hard to, um, kind of hard to talk. All right, Rael, born Claude, or Claude Maurice Marcel Valion, third uh, of September, nineteen forty six, is a French journalist who founded, and currently leads the Raelian movement, an international UFO religion. Oh, I'm glad they call it a religion. That's what it is. Prior to becoming a religious leader, Rael, known as Claude Verion, worked as a sports car journalist and test driver for his own car racing magazine, Autopop. I think maybe he might have gotten a wreck and hit his head too hard on a dashboard or something. I don't know. Um, Following the uh, purported extraterrestrial encounter in December of 1973, he formed the Raelian movement and changed his name to Rael, meaning messenger of Elohim. Interesting. Okay. He later published uh, several books which detail the encounter of being called by Yahweh in 1973. He traveled the world to promote his books for over 30 years. Okay. He's had a very interesting life. Varion <laughs> uh, was born in Vichy, Allier, France. Uh, does Vichy kind of ring a bell Do you? Uh, during World War II, France was kind of divided into two. Uh, there was free France, which wasn't really so free, and then there was na- uh, Nazi France. Um, and part of France was called the Vichy. And the Vichy was the part of France that was um, was basically uh, uh, loyal to Hitler. Okay. So uh, he was raised um, in Ambert in the home of his maternal grandmother, who was an atheist. Oh, he got off to a bad start. His father was Jewish, and his mother was a devout atheist. He attended Catholic boarding school. Okay. He was Jewish. His his father was Jewish. His mother was a devout atheist. There's problems right there. And he attended a Catholic boarding school with Lepuy and and Valais and caused the scandal by (laughs) taking... Hold on, folks. I gotta see if this person will let me call them back. Okay, that very rarely happens. Um, okay, uh, let's see. Okay, caused the scandal by taking part in communion without being baptized. Oh yeah, that's a big scandal. <laughs> His parents withdrew from him from boarding school and put him in school in Amberd. He would later advocate Huguenot descendants prior to receiving reparations from the church. Interesting. Well, I guess he found a way to get money, huh? At age fifteen, Vorion Vorjon, excuse me, ran away from the boarding school and hitchhiked to Paris, where he spent three years playing music on the streets in cafes and cabinets, cabaret, excuse me. Um, he met with Lucien Morrissey, uh, the director of the national radio program who was scouting young talent Borian signed a uh, record contract. Uh, he became a rising teen pop star on the radio. <laughs> I never knew this stuff. Um, he took on a new identity, assuming the name Claude Celair, and released six singles, including a minor hit song. Uh, don't make me read this Le Mille et la Canale. It means honey and cinnamon. Um, Vorion had a passion for songs of Belgian singer Jacques Brel and tried to imitate his style of singing. He was saving up his money to buy a racing car, <clears throat> a dream he had since he was a young boy. He should have kept that one. Um, but his prospects as a singer came to an abrupt end when more say his sponsor killed himself in September of 1970 voyian decided to work as a sports journalist to gain access to the world of car racing. He met marie Marie paul um Christini a nurse, and they moved to clermont ferrand I'm doing pretty good on my french um where voyion uh started in his own publishing house. he created a sports car magazine entitled Auto whose first issue was released in May of 1971. One of his tasks for his new startup was the position of testing automobiles, which enabled him to enter the motorcycle racing world, or excuse me, the motor racing world. Okay, then we jump down to um, the Rayleigh and Messages. According to the book *Le, Le Ver qui dit La Verite, the book which tells the truth, that's what that means if Orion had an alien visitation the 13th of December 1973. You know, if it's the truth, then why do you got to say it's the truth? You know, that just makes it even more suspicious. You ever, run, I do it myself. You run into people. Well, to tell you the truth, well, does that mean everything else you've told me was lies? Um, you know, that's the first thing that comes into my head when I think about what he said. Okay in a secluded area within the french volcanic crater an extraterrestrial being came out of a craft and descended gently from the sky and told him in french that he would come for the sole purpose of meeting with him rael said that he was given a message by this alien and told that and told that it was his his mission to pass the message on to the people of earth the book states that advanced human science so oh, we read that okay Rails um, said he was given the mission of informing the world of humanity's origins and anticipation of return of these extraterrestrials by building a residential embassy in neutral territory. He stated that certain mysteries were explained to him on the basis of new interpretations of sacred texts such as the Bible. Oh, okay, the Bible has different meanings. Okay, that's heretical right there. Okay. Um, at the end of the book of Revelation, which I think this, this proclamation is uh talks about anybody who t- disturbs any scripture. Um, God will, oh, uh, what did he say? If anyone tries to change the wording or the wordage, uh, I can't, this is a loose translation of uh scripture that God will visit him upon him, all the, the plagues that are in the book of Revelation. So I'd That's what uh, Claude has in store for him. Okay. 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 Return to these extras by building. Okay. I I read that. He stated that certain mysteries were explained to him based on new interpretations of sacred texts, such as the Bible. He said that on October 7th, 1975, he was contacted by one of the Elohim who took him to another planet to meet Buddha, Moses, Jesus, and Mohammed. Wow, they all live on the same planet. Uh he stated that his second book, uh Les Extraterrestrials Mont Um Eminence Les Planete Planet, excuse me, extraterrestrials took me to their planet, that means uh relates to the teaching he received from these people. In his book, Rael describes harmonious and peaceable beings who were free of money, sickness, and war. A lot of people are free of money these days, and it's not because of the Elohim, it's because of the Democrats. Um, in 1974, Rael decided to give up his automobile magazine, Otopop. Uh, that September, the last issue, number 34, was published. Well, he put out 34 issues, that's impressive. Uh, Rael then devoted himself to the task uh, he was given by his biological father, an extraterrestrial, an extraterrestrial named Yahweh. Oh, here we go. Okay, this just gets more and more heretical. Uh, shir- shortly after a first public conference, Ra'el founded Medec, a group of people interested in helping him in his task, which later became the International Ra'elian Movement. Okay, we're almost done with this uh, part here. Let's look at his marriages, because people that are unstable a lot of times... Have more than one or two marriages. Rail has been married three times. His first wife was Marie Paul. Marie Paul Christini, socialist Susan J. Palmer said that Christini, a nurse, diagnosed Rail as clinically depressed after he appeared at her doorstep in 1987, burnout from the tasks he carried out within the movement. Okay, you know if if these aliens are so. I mean, my goodness, if it's Jesus that's to giving him this stuff to do, or the Elohim, you think that they would give him strength and he wouldn't be burnt out? You know, how many times did David and Psalm pray for strength and all of a sudden he was revived? Um, Rael focused on spreading his message in Japan in the 1980s. And by 1987, he met Lisa Sungawa. Now, notice it doesn't say that he got divorced from Marie <laughs> Paul Christini. Okay. He just married this he just met this Japanese gal and, and decided to get married. So, soon began accompanying Rail Rael during his travels to Lima, Miami, Brazil, and Martinique. In a television documentary, They're Coming, 1990, by Radio Canada, Rael was seen with four women. Well while, while Lisa in slow motion wore a pink tutu. And held hands with him. Okay. Um, I just got a mental picture of that. Sorry. Um, Rael separated from Sungawa sometime between 1990 and 1992. Around that time, Sophie D. Nierville, whose mother and aunt were both Raelians, uh, was convinced of the authenticity of the messages. Sophie received a Raelian baptism at age 15. 15, folks. When she turned 16, she married Rael at Montreal City Hall. Who's a dirty old man? Uh, during a December 2001 interview with sociologist Susan J. Palmer, Sophie spoke positively about Rael Despite their divorce the previous year, they continued to live together. Okay. So there you got a little history of Rael. Who seems to be uh, well, sixteen year old? That would make him a pedophile. Um, he's a false prophet. He misrepresents Yahweh, misrepresents the Elohim. Um, quite a mess. Okay. Now he was involved in something called. Uh, you gotta, you gotta listen to this. This is hilarious. Okay, let me go back here. And uh, all right. This is hilarious for reasons that it involves uh, this locality around where I live here. All right. And this is called, let's see, what's it called here again? Southern Television Broadcast Interruption. Okay. I'm just going to read the whole stupid thing. Um, the Southern Television Broadcast Interruption was a broadcast signal intrusion that occurred on 26 November 1977 in parts of southern England and the United Kingdom. The audio of of the Southern television broadcast was replaced by a voice claiming to represent the Ashtar Galactic Command, delivering a message instructing humanity to abandon its weapons so it could participate in a future awakening and achieve a higher state of evolution. There we go again. Uh, After six minutes, the broadcast returned to its scheduled programming. Subsequent investigations showed that the Hannington Transmitter of the Independent Broadcasting Authority had rebroadcast the, sig- the signal from a small but near but nearby unauthorized transmitter instead of the intended source at Rollings transmitting station. The hoaxer was never identified. Yeah, okay, I bet you it was rail. <laughs> uh, the event propped in hundreds of telephone calls from concerned members of the public and was widely reported in British Amer- and American newspapers. There are sometimes they are sometimes oh, excuse me. These are sometimes contradictory, including different accounts of the name used by the speaker in the wording of the message. Interesting. OK, let's go into this again um, on Saturday, 26 November 1977 at 17, uh, 10 hours UTC. And ITN's Andrew Gardner presented a news summary where he reported on clashes in the then Rhodesia, now Zimbabwe, between security forces and Zimbabwe African National Liberation Army. Uh, The picture wobbled slightly, followed by a deep buzz. The audio was replaced by a distorted voice delivering a message for almost six minutes. The speaker claimed to be, really on, a uh, representative of the Ashtar Galactic Command, Astar being the name associated with the extraterrestrial communications since 1952, uh, reports of the incident vary. Some calling it to speak, calling a speaker of Vilion. It's interesting because that's Claude's name, right? Or Gileon and others Asteron. Uh, sorry. Uh, the interruption ceased shortly, uh, see shortly after the statement had been made delivered. Um, transmissions returning to normal shortly before the end of the looney tunes cart cartoon. Yeah, there you go. Um, folks, I don't know if you're like me, but I, I can mentally visualize these things and it just, that's why sometimes I laugh during when I'm reading this stuff, it's I can just, you know, be seeing bugs bunny or something being aired visually while this guy was talking. Um, Later in the evening, Southern Television apologized for what it described as a breakthrough in sound for some viewers. ITN also reported the incident in its own late evening Saturday bulletin. Okay, the explanation. At that time, the Hannington Television Radio uh, Television Transmitter uh, was unusual in being that one of being one of the few main transmitters which rebroadcast an off-air signal received from another transmitter. Uh, The independent broadcasting authority's IBA rolling transmitter on the Isle of Wight rather than being fed directly by a landline. As a consequence, it was open to the kind of signal intrusion and uh, even a relatively low power transmission very close to the uh, rebroadcast receiver could overwhelm its reception of the intended signal resulting in an unauthorized transmission being amplified and broadcast excuse me, rebroadcast across a far wider area. The IBA stated that to carry out such a hoax would take a considerable amount of technical know-how, and a spokesman for the Southern tra- Television confirmed a hoaxer jammed our transmitter in the wilds of North Hampshire. Um, by taking another transmitter very close, um, the hoaxer has never been identified. Okay, public and media response. Uh, by the way, the last uh, article I read from was from Wikipedia, and so is this one. Okay. They want to give them their due credit. Public media response. The incident caused... Lo- <laughs> okay. This is where it kind of gets funny for me, because we have a paper here in Eugene called The Registered Guard. Actually, I'm not in Eugene, um, but the paper's in Eugene, and it's so communist in nature that we call it The Red Guard. Anyway... Uh, The incident caused local alarm with hundreds of worried viewers flooding Southern television with uh, telephone calls after the intrusion. In the next day, Sunday newspapers, the IB announced broadcasting was a hoax, confirming it was the first time such a hoax transmission had been made. Reports of the event carried worldwide with numerous American newspapers picking up the story from the United press international. Are you ready folks? (laughs) The uh, the broadcast became a footnote in ufology, <clears throat> as some chose to accept the supposed alien uh, broadcast as at face value, questioning the explanation of the transmitter. Jack, hi Jack. Uh, within two days of the incident, report in, reported in the London Times, a letter to the editor, editor published on 30th November 1977, asked, "How can the IBA or anyone else be sure that the broadcast was a hoax?" Okay, you ready? the editorial board of one american regional newspaper the eugene oregon registered guard com- commented nobody seemed to consider that Asteron may have been a may have been real <laughs> sorry um, by as late as 1985 the story had entered urban folklore lore which, which suggested that there had never been an explanation for the broadcast Um, A 1999 episode of children's television series, It's a Mystery, featured the event, produced by one of Southern's uh, successors, the media television. Uh, The feature reenacted the incident with uh, fake news reports and viewers watching the incident play out at home. Okay. So that's what happened with Ashtar Command, okay? One of their little followers, probably their founder, in my opinion, Uh, broke into uh, a live broadcast and uh, totally messed it up and fed the public a whole bunch of uh, bovine scatology that some believed, (laughs) even the Eugene, Oregon Register Guard. I'm going to make a printout of this uh, article. Okay, so folks, there we go. Now what i'm going to do i got to get rid of that oh no i don't want to get rid of that <sighs> okay i'll get this right sooner or later okay that 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 okay and i think that's what we just read okay yeah cuz we got one more screen to look at here And I hope I got it right. Yes, I did. Okay. So let's look at um, a cavalcade. I love that word. A cavalcade of different false prophets. Okay. You're going to love some of this stuff, folks. If you're into reading or hearing about the um, the oblivious people that think that they can pull one over on Yahweh, Um yeah, this is this is extra good. Okay. The Brotherhood of Light. Okay. Let's see. Images, courtesy. Okay. First of all, um, ishtarmasterchannel.com, and that's ishtar spelled in ish. Um forward slash the uh dash brotherhood dash of dash light. Okay, that's the uh where you go to read this or just type it into a search engine in the Brotherhood of Light, and it'll take you right there. It says Ascended Masters about the Ascended Masters, the Brotherhood of Light, the Sisterhood of Rays and Roses. (laughs) All right. Images courtesy of the Divine Light Images, Ascended Master Pictures, Angels, and Other Divine Images at Mm -hmm. http colon forward slash forward slash www. Dot z a k a i r a n dot com. I'm not even gonna try to pronounce that. Okay, there's this joker, uh, the Allah Allah Gobi, the temple of inner peace. Allah Gobi works directly with Lord Buddha, <laughs> interesting to assist all souls to achieve their Christ consciousness. There we go with the Christ consciousness again, folks. Remember to them, Jesus is some guy that rides around in a UFO trying to get everybody to have his consciousness uh, within the mastery pathway. He offers you the essence of peace, allowing each soul to fully embrace the essence within them. I don't want to embrace that what's in me. My goodness. That's why I follow Yeshua. He's cleansing me of what's in me. Um, Excuse me. Uh, Allah Gobi encourages us to take the time, effort, and energy to be still and silent, to enable us to con- connect with our inner selves and to acknowledge our inner light. He teaches us to still the mind, allowing us to access higher, our higher selves and the inner voice of wisdom. Alagobi reminds us. Uh, that all we need to do and is that we s- seek within us, okay? He encourages us to really know ourselves as this leads to empowerment on all levels and opens, up, um, opens us up to wealth and inner wisdom and knowledge as well as strengthens our connection with the universal energies. You know, when you get to know your inner self, folks, and you get, begin to almost worship your inner self, that's called a sociopath. Okay, let's finish this up. He encourages us to release and let go of the things that no longer serve us, that holds us back and weighs us down. Um, Alagobi helps us to find what has true meaning in life so we may discern what matters most. Alagobi helps you to attain and maintain calm, balance, a balanced center, uh, regardless of external circumstances, He teaches you to attain inner calmness so that you will be able to hear the wisdom of your divine self. Good golly, I don't want to know my divine self. I want to know Yeshua, that I may know Yahweh and know him more. Okay, next one. Lord Ashtar. Wow, he's second. Temple of Service. It is said that Lord Ashtar is the leader of the Ashtar Command, a group of multidimensional beings from this galaxy, Uh, that have come together under the banner of the Galactic Federation, which was created at the end of the Orion Wars. The Ashtar Command serves um, the light and offers to support and serve all manifestation beings of light. There we go again with the light, folks. It's quite evident. Lord Ashtar rarely uh, comes to guide souls on Earth personally, yet when he does, he comes to remind them of the service that they are to give to the greater collective of souls known as humanity. He comes to ask them to put down their prejudices, their judgments, and their resistance, and to choose to choose to shine their light instead with an open heart to support and hold the sacred space for all to grow and evolve their highest potential. He seeks them to do this in loving service and let go of all resistance to offering this gift from their heart and their soul. Call on him when you need, what's his number? Uh, Call on him when you need support and guidance to follow your path and unfold the mission for your soul in service to all beings. Okay. All right. Now we got the character known as Babaji, uh, the temple of enlightenment and quote, I am one without form yet without form and life yet I am filled with the light again with the light folks I walk in the pathways of eternal light to my endless salvation and will walk beside you on the path of enlightenment by the way when I read this I'm just reading this as of what they're saying I'm not reading an incantation or anything and uh, if it's ever taken that way um, God forbid Okay, step with me and seek the path of love, for this is the way of the enlightened master. Let go of your chains and limitations and be free of the veils of dense destiny and duality. In this, you will become the light. Again, the light. Uh, let's see. Call the deathless avatar, Babaji is the immortal master of the Himalayas uh, that has written about that was written about in the autobiography of the Yogi. Bera? No, just Yogi. Um, said to be about 5,000 years old. He is the other youthful and great server of humanity. Babaji travels by thought and manifests anything needed from the air. He overcame physical limitations and ascended with his physical body and has promised to remain on his, uh, in his physical body on the earth plane. Wait a minute ascended with his physical body and has promised to remain in his physical body on the earth plane. But if he ascended to heaven, then how can that happen? Okay. Uh, but Bhaji assists those to come closer to God and to follow the divine will. He encourages people to follow their spiritual path, their own spiritual path. Again, following yourself. What's with these people? Uh, Dawaj Kool. D, uh, D-J-W-A-L, capital K-H-U-L, the, the Temple of Inner Wisdoms. And here's a quote from It. I'm going to say It because these aren't hims or hers. Um, I am the keeper of the wisdoms and hold the keys to unlock the doorway of new unfoldments of mysteries. I will open your eyes and assist you to see more clearly the path upon which you tread. I will assist you to understand a divine heart and your connection and oneness to that which is within within it. I am the light and the way. Ooh, Yeshua said that I am the way, the truth, and the life. This guy claims to be the way. I don't think so. The way to what, anyway? All right, let's see. Let's continue here. Master Dwal Kul, Dwal Kul has taught, was taught by Kuthami and also was one of those Tibetans fostered by Madame Blavatsky. Oh, okay. Theosophy. In the 19th century, his other incarnations include Confucius, a Tibetan Lama in the Himalayas. Uh, In 1900, he ascended into his sixth incarnation on the earth realm. He works to balance energies and to make knowledge and wisdom accessible to all beings. He is also the Lord of Karma and sits on the karmic board. <laughs> I wonder if they're incorporated. I think I'll make a call to the IRS tomorrow and tell them to go after the karmic board. Okay. What do we got next? Elmoira, the Temple of Divine Will. It says he comes to assist you to understand the use of your will, which is very powerful. He teaches you to understand the power of your will and to understand that the highest potential for you is to align your will with the will of divine self. Here we go again, divine self. Folks, if you want to align yourself with your divine self, your divine self is pretty wicked, actually. And humanity is so wicked that it can't see God except by being cleansed through Yeshua. Okay, anyway. Uh, Because your will is strong, this is not always an easy thing for you to do. Uh, Moira teaches you mastery and leadership through your personal power and in business or community. He helps you to understand the right action and to know the importance of integrity in all that you think and do. His is always mastery of the service of the divine and will assist You to focus on the path ahead and not be distracted so you may manifest your life purpose. Notice another thing. This is all about serving self and not serving others. They want us to get us to serve ourselves and not others. That is totally debase. Okay, here's another. (laughs) Hilarion, Temple of Reconnection. Okay, and it says, he assists you to open your consciousness to connect with all souls around you in, in all life. The trees, nature, plants, and animals. Um, Oh, so he's the god of green peace, I guess. Uh, He assists you to understand that we are all one with the universe, an unlimited source of energy for all. Oh, boy. That's weird. Um, he shows you how... To, that you're, you're interconnected with all things. He assists you to open the collective consciousness of humanity where you are no longer an individual, but recognize the group consciousness. In other words, he brings you out of separation. He teaches you to use your unlimited mental powers to have an open mind that is ready to receive new ideas. He works to help you to expand mind and bring new consciousness and spirituality into all areas of life. He takes you on a journey of discovery so you can embrace new embrace the new Hilarion, uh, is, co- is connected to the temple of truth and the one of the keepers of the universal laws. He represents the highest galactic confederation of our solar system in Saturn. His service, um, to humanity is to assist dawning of the new age of consciousness for humanity. It is said that he was Paul, the apostle in a previous incarnation here on earth. He works with the archangel Raphael. Um, I don't know if you know about Saturn. Um, Saturn was one of the more powerful gods in Greek mythology. Aside from being a planet. I want to look at something real quick, folks, if you don't mind. Okay, who was Saturn Saturn, Latin Saturnus in Roman religion, the god of sowing the seed, the Romans equated him with the Greek agricultural deity Cronos or Cronus. That's interesting because that would be the god of time. um the remains of Saturn's temple at Rome, eight columns of the Pronaos or porch still dominate the West. Okay. Uh, The God of Rome religion and characterized in Rome mythology. He was described as the God of time, generation, dissolution, and abundance. Interesting. Because that takes us back to Revelation chapter 10 with the sixth angel. Time will be no more. Hmm. Very interesting. Okay. I'll get back to what we're doing here. Okay. Okay. Well, that was hilarious and was hilarious. Okay. Jeshua, Temple of Christ Consciousness. Just when you think it was safe to go back outside. Okay. This master is the physical incarnation of the prophet often called Jesus Christ. <laughs> all right, boy, he's he going to get thrown in a lake of fire? Uh, his, nas- his mastery is to assist all souls... How to live on Earth as the sacred vessel of their divine spirit, and he shows you how to honor this truth in yourself, and in all beings. In other words, the self is first again. Uh, boy, it's these gods are—or are, I'm going to call them gods or fallen angels—are really into um, uh, psychopathy um, and so, so theopathy. Okay, all right. He brings discipline and mastery to the physical self, teaching you how to live in a physical body, yet remembering the divine spirit that you are. He asks you to honor the light of spirit in yourself, honor the light. There we go again, folks. Uh, in yourself and in all beings and to seek your higher potential on the earth and to let go of your attachment to duality. His teachings show humanity how to open their hearts and minds to all that there is and to release all separation through judgment and limitation. If he steps, uh, if he steps to you, it is to show you how to improve the way you live in the physical world and to remember you are a sacred vessel of your divine spirit and to live this as a truth. There we go again. There's nothing divine about me without Yeshua, folks. (laughs) And I'm not divine. (laughs) I'm a servant Lord Kathumi temple of love and wisdom. And he supposed it supposedly says I come to assist those on the higher path of light to fo- light again, to focus on that which they are to keep the flame alive and burning brightly within there is not to do, but to focus and to be disciplined in what one wishes within one's heart. Oh my goodness. To see the path of God and to follow this golden light all the way and to the end. This does not seem so hard, but many find it intolerable. And rightfully so, I put in there. Um, I am the one who comes to hold you firm and to teach you the nuances of light. Oh, Here we go with light again. Wow. This guy's got a This thing has a lot written about it. Uh, Kuthami is a cosmic teacher and assists all seekers to wish, who wish for knowledge, for it is, for not for its own sake but for the good of all. His last incarnation was as a Punjabi in India in the 19th century, Siddar Thakur Singh Sandawali. He attended Oxford University in 1850 and spent time in Germany. He remained. Uh, He remained his remaining years, excuse me, were spent in uh, Shingtasi, Tibet, where he sent letters to students that are now in the British Museum. Originator of the Theosophical Society, Madame Blavatsky met Singh in India and promoted his teachings along with to win other with others in North America. Okay, Helen Blavatsky, the mother of the New Age. Boy, that speaks a lot right there. Uh, Master Kuthami is a former co-chohan of the second ray of divine illumination, which means light, but now serves with Jesus as the world teacher. (laughs) You can't make this stuff up. Uh, Kuthami is the master that will teach you your divine truth of love and wisdom and how that may manifest and flow in your life. He shows the student that it's important to open and receive love as well as to give it in service and assists you to open to love yourself so that you may truly offer love to others from your heart. He also offers God's truth. Uh, that should be a small G, not capital. Uh, he also offers God's truth uh, that all your experiences bring you wisdom as you learn to open through your love and to see the wisdom in every experience you encounter on earth. It is said that Kuthami is a member of the Brotherhood of the Golden Robe, uh, those which take on the pain of the world. His ashram sits high above Kashmir in India, and he also has an etheric uh, retreat in Machu Picchu. In past incarnation it is said that he helped the personalities of Pythagoras, uh, bringing in sacred geometry and the music of the spheres uh, the wise man Balthazar, uh, Shah Jahan, and Saint Francis of Assisi. He works with Arch- <laughs> he works with Archangel Jophael and oversouls the vibrations, wisdom, and illumination of light again, foresight, consideration, and friendliness. He works particularly with teachers, students, and architects, ambassadors, and artistic creative people, because they're right brain. That's interesting. I put that in there, by the way. Uh, Kuthami always comes to seekers of knowledge when they call to him. And I don't advise this, but it says, Call to Kuthami. When you truly wish to talk, take this, to walk the spiritual path and to open your love and wisdom, he will show you the process through his wisdom to living a life filled with an open heart. He will always assist you if you call and if you have chosen the path to assist others. And Kuthami will walk beside you and assist you. Okay, I'm going to see. Oh, this one's rich. Lord Melchizedek, Universal Logos, Temple of Empowerment. And it says, I am the realms of the highest and sit on the right hand of God or goddess. What's wrong with that picture? Okay. I bring you to the light again, the light of all that is to assuage your souls and the spirit and to assist you to be that which you are. I am the Lord of discipline and the Lord of, and the Lord most high. Oh my goodness. Wow. Well, he's going to go to Lake of fire. I bring you the frequencies and, or so there was the vibrations of God essence that you are lift yourselves beloveds and be one with the light. Here we go with the light again. Why don't they just say with Satan, <laughs> that's who it is. Um, The master comes to teach you about the powers of the earth. He comes to show you what the powers of God's realization is already within you. And that it's only through your acceptance and embrace of self that you come to your true power. For when you embrace all that you are, then you meet the divine within and become aligned with the will and divine presence. This gives you the power to be master of the earth. Oh, so it's the spirit of Hitler, the spirit of everybody that's wanted to take over the world, probably Klaus uh, Schwab too, huh? He was the priest king of Salem in the time of Abraham, and it said it is said that he lives as a priest continually in all realms. In the Dead Sea Scrolls, he is called Michael. Eh, here we go. And some allude to him being one with Jesus and the Archangel Michael. According to the book of Enoch, Melchizedek was the child of Noah's brother, Nur, and others say that he was Noah's son, Shem. The cosmic priesthood or order of Melchizedek is described in Psalms and holds ancient esoteric teachings Call to Melchizedek when you need to feel empowered on the earth and wish to manifest your highest potential. No, thank you. Oh, Lord Maitreya. Okay, here we go. Maitreya will betray you, is what they say. Lord Maitreya, Temple of Light, Office of the Christ and Planetary Logos. Logos means word. In other words, written word. And it's a name for Yeshua, HaMashiach. And, of course, Christ is. That's what Mashiach means. Okay. And it says, The Lords of Light await you to lift you up and to hold you firm upon your path. Do not let your head drop to the pavement or walk unattended, beloved ones. Be one with us and follow the light, for it is always your path home. My question is, what about people who live where there is no pavement, who have to walk dirt paths all the time? Are they excluded? Hmm, interesting. Interesting. Maitreya is head of the spiritual hierarchy and is thought to be an aspect of Jesus and Sonata. Here we go again with Sonata. We're, we're talking Ashtar command kind of stuff here, folks. In Buddhism, Maitreya is the future Buddha who will be born in a period of decline to renew the doctrine of Buddha. It is said that he is a bhathashiva, no bhat his uh his atva. Bodhisattva, one who refu- one who has refused entry to Nirvana through his desire to help others uh, he's follow- his following first began in India around the third century when and then spreads to China, Korea, and Japan. Scholars believe he was a monk named Shitamati uh, who showed compassion and kindness to others, although others call him Hoti. Hoti, a oh, Hoti's got a comma after it. Hoti, um, a Tiang dynasty monk known for giving candy to children. Okay, uh, it's been prophesied that four to, four to five thousand years after Buddha left his physical body, Maitreya will reappear on earth in human form. Call the Maitreya when you wish to, to hold enlightenment in your heart and mind not advice that I give. Okay. Now, if you ever listen to Coast to Coast AM, I, I do every once in a while. A big following of this next person is, is around, and people bring his name up all the time. His name, uh, St. Germain the Mel, the Mahicoan, uh Temple of Life. And it says, Beloved ones of the earth realms, Hearken to that which I say to you at this time. Let your resistance to the light of God. Here we go again, light. Be that which you are and transcend the illusionary realms of where you sit. Look skyward and be with me in bliss and infinity. Transmute the darkness and be one with the light. It is time. St. Germain was channeled (laughs) by Madame Blavatsky. Here we go again with that evil witch in the late 19th century and was known as the one of the Tibetans, a group of three masters, Dajwal Kul and Kuthami that lived in Tibet and physically incarnated in the Himalayas. It is said that they could materialize anywhere before your eyes. St. Germain also ruled over a kingdom about 50,000 years ago. Okay. Well, that just kind of kills him. Um, His validity rather. Um, Three thousand years ago, where the Sahara desert now sits, it's filled with a great peace happy it is filled with a great peace, happiness, and prosperity and most inhabitants retain full connection with the wisdom and power of God should be a small g Saint Germain is the master of the ancient wisdom and knowledge of the matter of spheres he he ruled by light and was embodied of the archetype of Universal Christhood. He is renowned for his alchemy, elixirs of youth, inventions and gifts of love and light and life. Light again. there we go. Alchemy. That's interesting. And elixirs. That's pharmacia. Uh, I'm not going to read any more about him. That's ridiculous. Okay. Metron Temple of the Tree of Life. <laughs> Met. Metatron, excuse me, is uh, mentioned in Judaism and also Christianity. I don't know where. Uh, he is known as the angel of life, life. That's right. He uh, guards the tree of life and writes down the records of people, what people do on earth, as well as what happens in heaven. So he's Santa Claus, um, and writes down what he'll do on earth as well as what in heaven. Okay in the book of life which is also known in Ash- ashakic records uh metatron is traditionally considered have been having have been who wrote this traditionally considered have been a human on earth before ascending to heaven as an angel <laughs> that's interesting since the two are completely different things uh Metatron is also still lived as a prophet Enoch. People sometimes ask for Metatron's help to discover their personal spiritual powers and to learn how to use, to bring God's glory and make the world a better place. Okay. We're almost done. There's only about four or five more. Uh, Let's see. There's one that I want to read about Lord Sonata. Um. Maybe Sanat Kumara, because if you take Sanat an ammogram is Satan. Uh let's see. Serapis Bay. Nah, it's okay. Um Paul. Okay, so let's go down to Satan Kumara or Sanat Kumara, Temple of Eternal Self. <laughs> well, that's not Narcissistic. Um, Sanat Kumara is an advanced being at the ninth level of initiation, which is regarded as the lord or regent of Earth and the head of spiritual hierarchy of Earth who dwells in Shambhala. On the road to Shambhala through Yog night, 1970s, um, a city said to be said by Theosophists, there we go again, and those inherent to the ascended master's teachings to be a floating city on the etheric plain above the Gobi desert. wasn't there another of these jokers we were reading about? was Gobi something? Hmm. It's believed that uh, he is the founder of the great white Brotherhood. that's dangerous which is composed of masters of the ancient wisdom called the ascended master's teachings and volunteers from other worlds who have joined together to advance spiritual evolution on earth. A shrine of a Kumar, uh, which attracts and unites people of all religions and faith is situated in the town of uh, Kataragama, Sri Lanka in Sanskrit. Sanat means eternal, um, that's interesting. Uh, Kumara okay. means youth, so eternal youth, uh, which would make Sanat Kumara the eternal youth in Sanskrit. Um, it is believed that Sanat Kumara came from Venus to the earth around 18,000 f- or 18,500,000 f- 18, years ago. With the Lords of Flame, which is another source of light, uh, which include many of the world teachers, and they set up a colony on the earth, the beings living in a, on the etheric plane of Venus are said to be hundreds of millions of years ahead of us in spiritual evolution. It is also said that uh, the governing council of Venus, one of themselves, Sennacomora, is here to guide us. Call on, uh, don't do this, but it says, Call on Sanat Kumura when you need help, when you see your light and beauty, and embrace this to your truth. That is interesting. All right. All right. We're going to do one more Lord Sonata, Temple of Evolution. That's interesting. Okay. Sonata is the higher self of the personality of of the Earth, known as Yeshua of Nazareth. <laughs> Don't they realize that Hebrew doesn't have a J in it? And it always substitutes Y for J. Um, he is a spiritual mentor of humanity, and assists our spiritual grow- assists our spiritual growth, and guides us to the alignment of our soul's highest spiritual evolution. Sonata reminds us of our Christed God natures and how this vibration of energy lives with the heart in each one of us. See this crap, folks, they're talking about. They're trying to, oh my goodness. And no wonder Yeshua said, watch out for false prophets and do not be deceived. Okay, anyway, let me continue. All right. Uh, Let's see. In the heart of each one of us, Sonata holds the Christed light and comes to activate it within you that you may remember your true nature and activate this into your reality on earth. He calls to humanity to come to the acceptance of their God nature to embrace and embrace the state of unconditional love that is held deeply in the core of their consciousness. The consciousness of Sonata is available to each of us at all times. And when we choose to open up our hearts to receive his unconditional love, he guides us from, to embrace self-loving choices. Again, self-loving. It's all serving the flesh, folks. That's not what Yeshua is about. It's about serving God and each other. Um, embrace self-loving choices and actions in our daily lives and to improve our understanding and practice of the state of unconditional love. Trying to steal that away from the God of the universe, okay? As the prophet Jeshua on earth, Sonata showed humanity, so he's claiming to be Jesus, Yeshua. As the prophet Jeshua on earth, um, Sonata shows humanity how death can be overcome and love, forgiveness, and compassion are our true nature. Folks, you know people that are unsaved. And if you're unsaved, you know that even if you're saved, you know that your true nature, which is the inner man, which is the, the flesh, is is wicked. <laughs> it's fallen. It, it cannot see God. It's so fallen. It's, And if Yahweh were to present himself before flesh, Human flesh, that flesh would cease to exist. Okay, um, compassion in our true nature. Uh, quote: "What I have done, you can do, and more." Like all great masters, J- Yeshua uh, came to teach humanity how to embody our Christed, Godlike nature on earth. Wow! Uh, call. Uh, don't do this. <laughs> Call to Sonata when you wish to step from your ego mind and to embrace your divine nature as your truth and to live each day held in a state of unconditional love. Call to him when you need assistance to love yourself <laughs> and to accept your divine, the divine in all beings. Deny yourself, but embrace yourself. Okay. Anyway, folks, I... Do you see what we're dealing with here? It's um, it's criminal. <laughs> it really is. It's um, it, all of it points back to loving yourself and uh, deny yourself, but love yourself, embrace your divinity, which you don't have. And oh, what a bunch of horse hockey! So, folks, when Yeshua talked about in the end times, there's going to be very a lot of Christ and a lot of false prophets. There they were. Okay, not just them. You got you got um, wolves inside the church that are tearing it apart. Um, wicked people all over the place claiming to have power over you, and they're only given that power because Yahweh allows it, and uh, and He allows it so that we can overcome them through Him. Okay. Well, folks, I've presented a lot of stuff tonight. I'm going to go ahead and and say goodnight. It's been an hour and 44 minutes, and uh, the Lord bless you and keep you. He make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May you watch your going out, you're coming in, you're rising up, you're lying down. May he give you the peace that passes all understanding, and may he lead you, may the Father lead you to faith in Yeshua if you don't know him already. And if you do know him, may he give you the peace that passes all understanding. In Yeshua's holy name, amen and amen. Good night, folks.